this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Good everyone and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and so as always excited. You know, it's funny because someone asked me, you always sound excited when you do your podcast. You always sound excited when you give me a prophetic word. I said, what else is there to be, right? I mean, even if we're sad or depressed or down because a situation didn't go, didn't go good that day or something, you know, for me, whatever, does it really make a difference in the sense of me being negative or being down? No. You know why? Because happiness is a choice. And that's something that I'm learning and we're all learning, that happiness is a choice. Does life go good for me all the time? No, but happiness is a choice. And this is a day God's made and He wants me to, He all He asked me to do is rejoice and be glad in it. And so I'm excited because I'm excited because I have a day to live. I have a day to create. I have a day to be able to do the things that God wants me to do. And that's a beautiful thing. And today I'm going to go back a little bit into our archives and talk a little bit about my favorite subject, which is what, which is what I call Biblical Law of Attraction. Because once again, folks, those of you that maybe have followed me for years, you are on board with me. You get it. You understand. But we also have a lot of new listeners throughout the the, the globe that who's tuned into me the past couple of I'd say months, uh, maybe this year, and they're like, "Well, I hear it's called Thoughts Become Things, but I'm not hearing Thoughts Become Things on the podcast." And so that's what I feel. Maybe some people might think. And so let's go back into the archives and bring out some gold nuggets on law of attraction. So I want to take a couple of moments and just talk about that for a moment from a biblical point of view. You know, some of the things I've come to the realization on in the kingdom of God is understanding that God does want us to be a partaker in our life. God wants us to be a partaker in our health. God wants us to be a partaker in our, in our wealth. He wants us to be a partaker in our joy. He wants to be a partaker in you choosing a car, a home, a, a spouse. You know, when I hear people, and many of you do, no offense, but hey, no no condemnation, but many of you will write in for prophetic words from the Lord and you'll say, I need to know my spouse. I need to know this. I need to know that. The key thing is you got to be careful because you don't want to destroy the surprise of God that basically says this. It's not the fact I want to surprise you, but it's also the fact that I want you to take responsibility to know that when you find a good thing, you know what? I'm going to bless you. And the Bible says that. He who finds a good thing, that's what the Bible says. When you find a good thing, you stick with it, right? He who finds a wife, finds a good thing. He who finds a husband, finds a good thing. And so don't dishonor yourself by feeling as if I'm worthy, I'm, I'm unworthy, I'm no good, I'm just a puppet or robot to God. That's disrespecting yourself. God doesn't want you to look at yourself and disrespect yourself. And when you disrespect yourself, you disrespect God because you're made in His image and likeness. So everything you feel about yourself that let's say you want to put down and just leave in the hands of God, you're disrespecting the Father. Because he says, you're bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You are made in my image and likeness. And because you're made in my image and likeness, I want you to reflect on what I do and do it. What did Mary say? Mary was talking about Jesus at the wedding banquet. She says, hey, whatever you, whatever he tells you to do, just do it, right? And yet the Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. And what that means is he's the first. It doesn't say he's the first one that's good and the ones that come after him are just rotten pieces of whatever. No. 
He doesn't say, I'm the first one and those who come after me, they're dirty, filthy, nasty people. No. He says, I'm the firstborn among many others. And so there's many others that come after me that are born right after me. That's pretty much what the scripture says in the kingdom. And what that means is God doesn't belittle you and God doesn't raise you up past him. That means you are an equal. You are equal. You're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. You're made his image and likeness. And that's why you have to understand that God is saying, look, I create, you create. I'm co-creator. I'm, I'm creator. You're co-creator with me. When you begin to understand the whole dynamics of your power, when you begin to understand the whole dynamics of the mind of Christ that works in you, when you begin to understand the whole dynamics of me saying, this is a day that I've created, but your job is to rejoice and be glad in it. So guess what your job is to do? Your job is to create gladness and joy within the thing God created. That is the absolute perfect example of co-creating with God. Because what he's doing is he's letting you know automatically. He's not saying, hey, I do this and I demand that you be happy with what I did. Think about that. That's, a, that's an iron fist. I want you to think about that. That's a mean, cruel dad or mom that would walk in the room and say, I made dinner and you're going to have put a smile on your face. You're going to fake your joy. You're going to eat your dinner. And, and, and I don't care how you feel. You're going to start laughing when I tell you to laugh. And you're going to, and, and you're going to cry when I tell you to cry. I would be like, exiting out of there somehow. I mean, Lord, I honor my mother and father, but I don't want that for a parent. No parent has ever told a child that. Because the parents begins to, to bring this forth. What would you like for Christmas? Oh, well, mom and dad, this is what I like for Christmas. Okay, great. Then if you do good in school, if you get, have good grades, you know what? Who knows? I mean, now, I'm, I wasn't raised religious, okay? Now, what I mean by that is this. My family are strong, strong Christian people. My father was a pastor. My mother was a Christian counselor. So we're talking about God-fearing people, but not religious. I love that about my parents. They were God-fearing people, but not religious, which means we were raised with the Santa Claus because my mom and dad had this idea where they're like you know what we don't want to take away you know uh, the, the imagination of our kids you know when I hear parents say you know well, you're lying to your kids I'm like really come on you know how many times have you imagined them being Superman or Wonder Woman well guess what you lied to them too I mean you know come on kids need to uh, uh, imagine I feel bad for people who said, I never teach my children this or this. I'm like, wow, what a sad existence of Christmas, you know? Man, I was all about it. I knew what Christmas represented from, from the Father's point of view of Jesus coming to earth. Man, we knew that like the back of our hand. But we also, as kids, believed in a Santa Claus bringing us toys. And I loved every bit of it. It never took away from me honoring Jesus, you know, on the, coming to the earth to be born. Never. And so my point being with that is this, is, you know what, we believe. We're like, oh my gosh, if we're good enough, then maybe Santa Claus will bring us presents. And by golly, we were good kids. We tried our best. My siblings and I, my sisters, we were trying to be the best we could. Because there was an honor, there's a reward there that there's something you can get. And understanding the power and the nature of God, you know, that basically says, look, you know, I'm going up to heaven. Jesus said, you know, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. But here's what's going to happen. The things you saw me do, you know, hey, I, I did great. I mean, I'm the son of God. I did great. But you're going to do greater things than what I did. I mean, if you think about it, that almost sounds like blasphemy. I mean, I want you to honestly think about that. You know, that sounds so much like blasphemy if you think about it. Because, because you know, the, the only knowing the scripture even says, hey, we can do greater things than Jesus. It's like, come on. But guess what? That's what he said. 
That's what he said. Because anybody knows a true loving father always wants their kids to outdo them. I love my dad. He was successful. But he said, I want you to be successful too, son. But here's what I want. I want you to outdo me completely. I want you to be the best that you can possibly be. Now, that's a true dad. That's a true dad. Someone asked me one time, you know, about the old timey and a lot of a lot of certain churches, you know, I'll just say maybe certain, you know, uh oh gosh, well, how can I say this? Uh certain ethnic churches, if that's okay for me to say this, guys, sometimes sort of adhere towards the the mentoring, the the apostolic, you know, the you know, you're my you're you're my uh, what is the word you know they use? Um not intern, but it's like, you know, you're my, my, my subject. You know, you're, you know, you're mentoring under the mentor mentality. And that's, that's fine. I preach a lot of churches who do that. That's great, wonderful. However, however, I've also seen a lot of churches that do that, a lot of churches that do that, that will never allow the quote unquote mentoring the student, never allow them to outdo the teacher. And that is so totally not biblical. That's like really bad. That's controlling Jezebelic domination. Because any good and true, let me say this again, true mentor and true leader, not somebody who's stuck on their power, amen, but true mentor and leader, always understands the dynamics of if I'm, if I'm called truly by God, I should live a humble life, which means in my humility, I should be able to teach you and train you, but I'm not the only teacher and trainer on the earth. I'm just here for you in the season to train and teach you. And if that's possible, then you know what? You need to be released and you need to be, you know, and you'll be able to outdo what I'm doing. Not, not stand to me for 20 years. Not keep on adjutant. That's what I'm looking for. Adjutant. You know, not be my adjutant for 20 years. No, that's, that's domination, witchcraft, and manipulation, folks. I'm, I'm quick to say that to people. And, but it's the understanding of a true leader knows how to mentor and teach and educate, but they also understand I'm not the only teacher on planet Earth. And they also understand my job is not to keep you here. My job is to give you what I have and then release you completely to do what you're called to do in your life. And so, with that understanding, that's how true fathers and parents are. And our Heavenly Father is saying this to us today, which is this. I, you know, I want you to, to outdo, because of what my son did and died for you, I want you to outdo that. And so there is a power of even co-creating that says we can do great things. We can create great things. We can support signs, wonders, and miracles and, and do it great. We have that power, folks. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of me, quickening my mortal body. So there's a resurrection power, a create creative power in me that is basically knowing that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, which means so is his world, so is his atmosphere, so is his environment. That's what the true original Aramaic words mean. And what that says to you is you don't think with your mind, you think with your heart, you think with your, with your being. And the more that I know who I am, what I'm capable of doing, the more I will attract and create the things that are healthy, wholesome, and that will, that will draw good things, more good things into my world. But if I continue to put myself down, cut myself down, use false humility, fake humility, that is, fake humility, oh, I'm, un, I'm just unworthy, I'm just whatever, you know, I'm like blah, 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, so don't give me that unworthiness, all right, because I'm a son of God. And knowing that, I know who I am. 
I know what I'm capable of doing. I don't talk down to myself, bad to myself. I look at myself and say, you know what? I'm not anything greater than anyone else, but I know I'm something extremely powerful, like every other people. And even though I've discovered that greatness and that oddness about me, and you, you're and you're just as equal as I am, doesn't mean that you've discovered your own power. And my and and what you've got to do is discover your own power of who you are knowing the highest version of what you're capable of doing on this planet. You know, when you hear this phrase like, you know, the highest version of yourself, that is not a new age statement. What that is saying to you is this, is you've been boggled down by so many conversations and people that have sent things to you, put stuff on you, put their opinions upon you, say how uneducated you are, you'll never make it, you'll never be anything, and all this other stuff. And what happens is that when we say to, to, to other people, you know, becoming the best version or the highest version of yourself, all we're saying is when you begin to release yourself from the toxicity of mankind and the opinions of mankind and, and whatever side of the world you're raised on, whatever color, whatever gender, whatever it is you are, you've got to release yourself from all the limitations that people have put upon you. And it takes a long time. But once you master that, and this doesn't mean you're going to perfect it. It just means the more you have a hold on it to master that and you're sort of set free and loosed from every one else's thoughts about you and towards you and their opinions about you, the more that you release that, the more freedom you feel, the more vision you become, the more visionary you're able to see uh, uh, you know, further about yourself, the more you hear good things and more creative ideas because the power to create is, is your God-given right. The power to think, the power to be we never become anything unless we are what we are right now. When people say to me, well, I'm going to become this and become that. And I said, well, how do you see yourself right now? Right now, I'm just nothing. Right now, I'm just we're unworthy. Right now, I have nothing to my name and I'm just whatever. But I'll become, you know, and I say, then you will never become anything. You can never become anything that you're not, that you don't see yourself as being right now. I'll say this again. You will never, ever, ever, ever become anything on, in this world that you're wanting to become unless you first see your being right now. Because if you think you're becoming, it's going to just wham, bam, and, and, and just explode your life because future might bring that or time might bring that, you're, you're, you're sadly mistaken. That is the ploy of the enemy because you've got to see yourself in your beingness. You will only attract right now and in your future of how you see yourself. Your beingness right now is your value. And when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, you know what? I am so powerful. I'm called to do anything I need to do in my life. I'm called to help people. I'm called to serve people. I'm called to open up a business. I'm called to attract money and health and friends into my life. And the more you get on board with understanding all of this outside of your amazing unlimited identity, you will have a success all the days of your life. Even through trials and tribulations, you will bounce right back up. Identity is the only thing on this planet, folks, the only thing on this planet that keeps you afloat even through hard times. And I want you to think about that. Knowing your identity is the only thing. And when people say, well, no, it's God. Let me tell you something. You're 100% right. It is God. But here's where you do miss it. Is God will lift you up and raise you up. But God does not want you double-minded. 
The Bible says if you're double-minded, you are unstable in all of your ways. Peter was the most amazing man. Peter was used in the future to be able to speak on the day of Pentecost and do the things that God called him to do. But Peter's faith, he wavered when he was when he was in the boat. And Jesus, of all people, was right there saying, Come on out here, walk with me. And Peter could easily do it because he stepped out of the boat and started it because he knew that he kept his eyes on the Lord, but he knew who he was in him. And the moment he started looking at the waves around him, he started sinking, which basically means this. The more that you look around you of of, of other people's opinions about you, the more you look around you of what life is bringing you, how life is not working for you, how, you know, I'm just unworthy. My mother told me this. My dad abandoned me. The more you look at all these things, the more you begin to build them up. The more you look at something, you begin to empower it. You make them bigger. Not God, not Satan. You make them bigger. Because what you focus on expands and grows and produces and multiplies. And the more you get your eyes off of all of that and keep your eyes on the prize, you're going to be successful. Because your identity relies on focus. Your identity relies on value. And the more you feed your identity with unworthiness and you feed your, your, you know, um, your identity with poverty mindsets, we're not talking about money, poverty mindsets of unworthiness. I'm the wrong gender, the wrong color. I, you know, I was raised wrong. I, I, I came from a single parent home. When you begin to bring all of these fragmentations and you keep your eyes on those, it fragments your identity and you'll lose your life. You will literally lose the abundance of life that God's promised you. Because unstableness, you know, because when you're unstable, you will fall apart. Because, because when you're unstable, in other words, when you are find yourself fragmented, you will become unstable in all of your ways. And everything falls apart. And what God asks you to do is keep your eyes focused. Know who you are. In Him you live. You move and have your being. In Him. It's the power of knowing in Him. And if I'm in Him, that means I have a beingness that automatically, my beingness of identity automatically transforms me to what? To, to live and move and have my being. Live, move, have my being. Those are three successful words. Living, moving, and having my being. Three powerful successful words. And those three powerful successful words come from the understanding of in Him, which means knowing who I am in Him. It's not just the fact I'm in Him. If I'm in Him, I should know more identity about who I am than anyone on this planet. And my identity is not, well, I'm a son of God now. That's wonderful and great. Well, I'm a teacher now. I'm called to be a prophet now. I'm called to be a mother now. All those are titles. They're not identities. None of those speak of identities. They speak of titles. So don't get lost in the in the facade of titles. Get lost in identity. Because the moment you get lost in identity, and then guess what? You will automatically, you even have to worry about, oh, am I thinking, am I going to track this into my life? The moment you set your feet into your, your shoes of authority, of identity, what happens? Everything in life shifts. Everything shifts. Because automatically, life begins to say, this person knows who they are. That's what makes you, we'll say, we'll use the word dangerous. What makes you dangerous is when you know yourself. You know, when you hear these people say, you know, these memes like, you know, the devil shook in his shoes when I woke up this morning. No, he didn't. That's, that sounds all cutesy. That's not reality. That's not true. Okay? The devil's not looking at you saying, oh, I'm shivering. She woke up this morning. That's, that's silliness. That's not, that's, that's Star Trek thinking. It's not, it's silliness. No, what, 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 what concerns anything outside of God, 
which really God owns in, in everything. I mean, God is in there all things, the Bible says. But let's just go there. So anything that would be considered outside of God, we'll say like anti-God mentality, anything of darkness, what they, what they can't stand is somebody who just knows what they're called to do. Somebody who knows what they're called to do. Somebody who knows who they are. Somebody who knows what they're going to do in their life because it's coming from who they are. That's when everything and everyone begins to either be your best friend or not like you. Right? People don't like you because, oh, I, I, I talk Christianese language. No. I guarantee you. Know, think about it. People don't like you when you don't know yourself. Right? In other words, they love you, or there's a line crossed there where they're going to love you, or they're not going to like you. But nobody's really, really concerned about your language and everything. What they're concerned about is when you know who you are. When you see an actor, an actress, or someone begin to, to raise, to be raised up, and they're like, I'm the actress of the hour. I'm the actor of the hour. I'm in all these new movies in the next, and let's say the past five years, man, I'm the star. Let's take Angelina Jolie. There was a day with Angelina Jolie, for example. Guess what, man? She was the thing. She was Hollywood's glamour queen. I mean, she was in every movie. Can you imagine other actresses that maybe felt jealous or competitive because maybe, oh man, I could have had that part if she didn't get it, you know? My day that was popular now is over with. So you know when people begin to arise, and let's say, for example, and this is a good example, even though we're not talking about identity, we're talking about something that's sort of likened that, but other people will get jealous. You know, because because they're they're all competitive, but they're all trying to reach the highest goal to be that to be on top of the game because they might not be on the top of the game the rest of their life. And so there's this there's this competitiveness of like once you get up there, you gotta you gotta sustain that thing, right? So if you can imagine that in a spiritual world on a better level, for sure, you know, and you think about the fact of knowing who I am in God and my identity, the power to attract will automatically be there. The power to attract good, powerful, amazing, successful things will automatically be, be there for you. But the key thing is, you're going to have to begin to realize when you're on top, you better remain on top. And you better ignore opinions about you. And, you're, and p- other people are going to be jealous about you because people don't like it when you know, when you know yourself. When, when you're down and out, everybody will be your friend. But the moment you know yourself, there's a line drawn in the sand where people will really love you and the people who will love you, because like attracts like, are those who know themselves. And people who don't like you will think you're arrogant, you know, uh, prideful, and they'll have nothing to do with you. So there's a line drawn and identity is that amazing, beautiful line. And once again, it doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. It means that once you find yourself, your attraction in your relationships will shift automatically. And there's nothing greater than a person who knows themselves because that person will begin to serve more than they've ever served before, will love more than they've ever loved before, right? And they'll begin to attract more because they'll influence more. And the more you influence people with your identity, the more you attract those same good things. So know this today. Know yourself, folks, and create and attract everything out of knowing who I am. And that's your power, folks. That's your greatest power. So I want to close with this. I have been working on this for two or three years. I'm excited because I've literally been working on this all the time for a couple of years. I just launched out one of the greatest things that probably in the history of this of this company has ever launched out. And I get excited about my product. But I've launched out something that's called Your Business Starts Now. 
Your Business Starts Now series. I'll say it again, Your Business Starts Now series. And what this consists of is five books that have never been released. These books are thick, five thick books. None of them are thin. They're like encyclopedias because I dealt with not so much the ministry side, I dealt with business side. And so when you read this, it's going to get deep. And my and my books consist of five books that you cannot buy separately. They're literally locked into this package forever. And the book titles are Building Wealth, Wealth on the Internet. Another one's called The Internet, Your Global Entry for the Message and Product, for your message and product. Number three is Making the Internet Profitable for You. Number four, Start Your Business Now. Number five, Become an Entrepreneur. These are five books that will keep you reading for a long time, but they're going to be, they're going to cause success to you for you because I'm going to give you integral, intricate, detailed, structural parts of the internet, how to profit from it, how to set up a website, how to, how to market your stuff, and how to be able to be the entrepreneur that God's promised you and been prophesied to you for so many years. Think about it. When you suffer, from lack of knowledge, you can never master anything. Knowledge and wisdom is the empowerment you need, and God honors those who are able to study to show themselves approved. God doesn't bless you because you just love Him. God's a God of His Word, and that means if you study, you will be shown approvement. And when you show, when you're showed approval, I should say, excuse me, approval. When you're showed approval, then the doors of heaven and the kingdom are opened up to you to walk through. That's the power of God. So definitely go right now to identitynetwork.net, and I want you to put in the keywords on our website, which are which are these words: your Business Starts Now series. Five words. Your Business Starts Now series. When you do that, click on that search button and download all of those five books in that, in that series right now. Or you can order the five books as, you know, as, as a package, as uh, books, and you can get those paperback books shipped to you as well. But before we run out, we've sold hundreds, folks. So we're about to run out before we start our second edition. So you definitely want to order those or just download those ebooks today. Don't delay. I'm serious. But these are for those who are willing to dive, to dive into the deep, get on the internet and say, now I know how to build a website. Now I know how to profit from it. Now I know how to market things. Now I know how to advertise what God has for me. Those are for those people. So if that's you, which I know it is, Order the order or download those books today. Your business starts now series. Hey, as always, folks, thank you for tuning into this podcast. You guys are amazing. And as always, I I love end end with this, and that is if you do not like your day, knowing happiness is a choice, knowing you can choose this day whom you will serve, knowing the power of life and death is in your tongue. If you don't like your day, I have great news for you. Change your thoughts and your day and your life will change. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.